Hi, welcome to episode seven of the Kata Cast. Today's episode brings a presentation by Haken Force. It's titled Toyota Kata Habits for Continuous Learning and Improvements. Now, originally, this was a 34 minute presentation that was given at the European Lean Educator Conference in September of 2014 in Stuttgart. It's been um, edited down here to about 13 minutes by Mike uh, Rother. Now, if you want to um, see the entire video, including his slides and the entire presentation, you can use the forwarding link leanblog.org slash kata7. That's slash kata, the number seven. So I want to thank um, Haken for his permission to share the presentation, Mike for suggesting it and for doing the audio editing, and thanks to the people at the conference who did the recording. Here we go. So my name is uh, Hakan Fors. Um, I'm uh, currently a lean consultant in uh, Stockholm. Uh, and, uh, but I will start with this quote. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And I think this is really what some of the lean things that I've been exploring is really about. This is another quote that I really like. You can, think, you can act your way into a new way of thinking faster than you can think your way into a new way of acting. And I'm really experienced this as a coach and a teacher teaching the lean way of thinking. I think we have to do it to really experience it and learn it. Well, we need the thinking part and to understand the principles and so on, but we really need to do it to really understand it and create a new way of thinking. So can anyone think of the movie I was inspired by by making this picture? Karate Kid. Yes, Karate Kid, of course. Uh, and this is kind of a building a behavior or a, a pattern of movements. And if I remember the movie right, he did this to learn how to uh, block and spar. What he was doing is to create muscle memory of how to do something without really knowing what he was doing at that point in time. And what we are trying to do is to create muscle memory for continuous improvements. And I think that is an important part of what the Toyota Kata is all about. So what is a Kata? It's a form, something that you repeat over and over to create muscle memory. And eventually, when you have the muscle memory, you can focus, start to focus on the details. So you can turn your attention, your system to attention to the details. So you don't have to bother the system too about actually doing it, from thinking fast, thinking slow, which I think is really important. We build habits. And this is from uh, Mr. Nonaka's book, which is, I now have forgotten uh, what the name of the book is, but it's about knowledge and creating knowledge. And he says a kara is the synthesis of thought and behavior in skillful action, the metacognition of reflection in action. For me, that's way too many complicated words, especially in English, which is not my native language to understand. But for me, it's really about pushing some uh, the automatic things into our system one, so we can focus on doing the important part, reflecting on what we're doing in system two. 
So Kara, Toyota Kara in a nutshell for me has a planning phase, an execution phase. We go through understanding the direction, grasping the current condition, setting the next target condition, and then we jump over to the execution phase. And here we experiment our way towards the next target condition. And when we have reached the target condition or it has expired, we repeat back. So when I did my tra training about Kara, I basically used this picture. And I saw my software developer uh, people that I was talking to, their eyes glazed over and I couldn't really understand it. So how could I then change this so they can get a little bit more grasp of what it is? Well, I started to think about how to use storytelling. And how do we use stories to convey something that is a little bit more complex? So I tried a story that has resonated with at least my audience. And I started out talking about the vision. The vision to boldly go where no brick has been before. Then we have the current condition. And think that you're stepping back in time to the, the beginning of the 1960s. We are uh, at uh, Cape Canaveral and we have the rocket on the launch pad, and we are actually able to get it to lift. Someone set out the challenge. Yeah, he said, we should go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon at the end of this decade. And it was a hard challenge, and I didn't know how to achieve it, but it was a challenge. So we set the target condition. We want that rocket that's on the launch pad to be able to lift off without exploding. We wanted to get into space, orbit the Earth, Maybe next thing we want to do is to have the astronaut be able to go outside and then go back in and survive. We want to go to the moon without landing, and then eventually we want to land on the moon and get back again. So by using this kind of storytelling, it was much, much easier to convey the message to my fellow software developers. So my kind of thing that I want to convey to you is maybe try to find stories and tell them in a storytelling mode will help you to convey this sometimes very technical and very geeky message. So I will skip over a few slides here uh, that would potentially show you a little bit about uh, the rest of the Kata stuff and jump into what I think my talk should mainly be, talk be about and it's Toyota Kata in knowledge work. Uh, I've been at least into two factories, and when I see something like this, even me, that is a software guy, I can start to observe what's happening. I go to the Gambai and I can see. Do you agree? To some degree, that's correct. How about this? You walk into the office, they're building this marvelous game or something, and everyone just sitting there. Where's the inventory? Where's the waiting? Are they actually working, or, or are they on Facebook? We don't really know. So what we need to do is to make the work itself visible. So in knowledge work, the first thing I typically do is to try to take the work and make it visible. And one of the easiest ways to do that is post-it notes on the wall. It will help you to start see things. The other thing, especially when you do product development, is that everything that goes through your line is not the same car or a similar kind of car model Everything is a shiny new challenge or a shiny new thing. So everything feels different. We are not repeating anything. This is the, 
We're doing the new Candy Crush, just as the ne ne next Candy Crush level. It's not the same thing as the, the previous one. So what I found is that we need to shift our focus. We need to shift the focus from local awareness and thinking about the things that we do just in our small team environment. So what we want to try to do is to and have a global awareness of the bigger system. So we want to create, in this case, this is from uh, a team that I work with, we need to understand not just what the team is doing that you will have on the local board, but you need to have a global understanding of the bigger system that we are part of. And when people get this, they start to see that they are working on something that is actually repeating. And of course, the things that we do have high variation in, con in both in content and cycle times. So we don't typically do the same thing over and over again, because if we would do the same thing over and over again, it would just be copy and paste, and then we were done. In software it, and product development, we are doing new things all the time, but we are repeating a learning pattern. And the cycle times, they are also very high in variability. The cycle times are long and lead times are long. We are talking about days and weeks or months or even years. So it's not very easy to go to the Gemba and actually observe. You have to retrofit uh, the information. You have to collect historical data. And this is not always that easy. And the tools described in the Lean community is not always showing you how to do this. We need to shift the focus from the workers and what they do to the work. We should follow the work, value stream mapping and all that. If we focus on the work and how it flows through the system, it's much, much easier. And it helps us to see how we can improve. And now we come to, I think, the, the biggest kind of learning I had uh, applying the Kata thinking and the, the ideas around it. Instead of saying improvement, I talk about things as experiments. And when we talk about experiments, we can think of ourselves standing there in the laboratory. We have the two vials, we pour them together, and we have this huge explosion. Oh, I didn't expect that. And what is that sound? It's the sound of learning. Because if we pour it together, and that was what we expected, we haven't learned anything. We're just late doing it. So this is the sound that we want to actually encourage in the organization. And this is the scientific model, right? We have the hypothesis, and probably the thing that everyone misses is to write down or make your prediction. Be very, very prescriptive about writing down your prediction. Run the experiment, closely observe, and the delta between the prediction and the observation is the learning. If we don't write down the prediction, we have much lesser opportunity to learn because our brain will kind of, uh, what's it called? A, uh, it's a bias. I can't remember the bias right now. You will shape what you thought that you thought into what really happened. That's how our brain works, because we always want to be right. So writing it down enhances our opportunity to actually learn. And in this case, I will never talk about a failure or a success. I will use the language of what we didn't predict. This is not what we expected. If we have talked about failure in the past and we have emotions attached to that, that will be the emotion that will be attached to saying the word failure. So I try to avoid 
using uh, the terms failure. And then we have the excellent sheet. I've used it a lot, and this is really good for creating learning. We write down what we do. We write down what we predict, and then what's our observation, and then we can write down the learning. And having this is a great tool. Skipping this is really skipping out on the learning, and that is what it's really about. I also talk about when we run these experiments, we should expect at least 50% of the experiments not to give the expected result. Because if we are uh, not trying to do experiments that are bringing us in the direction that we didn't expect, we haven't really learned anything. And the other part I've seen connected to this, and this came a little bit before I started applying the kata, but it's also something that kind of tied into it, is that you see every change you make in the organization as an experiment. So I think this is something that you can really apply to most situations. And I've done it with quite some teams very successfully in the smallest things, and it really helps you. And with that, I think Toyota Kata rocks. It's really something that I found very useful, but also extremely hard to get organizations to implement in a good fashion. And with that, I will open up for questions.